Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first ever edition of Bunker Banter. I am your co-host, Tim Paragon, joined by my pal, the Chief, Dennis Dungey. Dennis, how are we doing on this post-Super Bowl morning here? Doing great. Uh, great weekend. Looking forward to chatting with you here and uh, letting people know what we're here about. Oh yeah, we got a little bit of everything today. I thought uh, this Monday after the Super Bowl would be a good first podcast with so much happening over the weekend. Both we got the waste management, which is always a fun one. The People's Open, as the as they call it, at the hole in one. We got a beer shower going on. That's just a that's a fun time, and I think all golf events should be like that. Really, I mean, why why uh, hold the fans back and uh, quiet them down, especially here in America when sports is such a big thing in our lives. I don't know if you caught any of uh, the waste management over the weekend. Caught a little bit. Obviously, saw the hole in one that you're talking about. I actually I think there was two hole in one. Um, but uh, Sam Burns obviously lighting up the crowd there. I uh, saw a couple live pictures. Um, Joey Trenholm, superintendent at Ellington Ridge, was out there uh, celebrating with some friends. So I uh, was pretty excited to see some of the text messages and stuff that came through from him. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see anybody you know out there just to get the live experience. But it'll be fun. One of you should just go out there and do like a section party out at the Waste Management, right? Get Love it post it. up. Love let's, it. Uh, let's, get it, let's get the troops together. Um, so we had that. We got the Olympics that are just kind of in the backdrop of everything during this time of year. Uh, I will do a little plug for my Rutgers Scarlet Knights and their third straight ranked win at Wisconsin on Saturday. Got themselves right back into a bubble mix for the tournament. Uh, still a nice gauntlet ahead for the Scarlet Knights. Illinois on Wednesday at the rack. But uh, college basketball is in the forefront of my mind at this time of year. I know uh, I don't know if you watched any college basketball over the weekend. No, I passed on college basketball. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but of course, the local UConn, they, uh, they bounced back from there. I think they lost at Xavier, and then they beat uh, a physical St. John's team at the Garden. I think it was their first win at St. John's, so basically at the Garden since 2009, I think was the stat that I saw on Sunday. Uh, Tyrese Martin is a Jekyll and Hyde player. Nice second half. He was non-existent in the first half, but... UConn's strong, and they'll be there in the tournament. Uh, and then there was also another game this weekend that, you know, I think a couple people saw in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, going into it, I think there was, I don't know, I don't know about you, but there was, wasn't a ton of buzz around the Super Bowl this year. Nope, there was definitely a lot more buzz about that halftime show, so interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, uh, but the game was a good one. Game was good. I think it was a close game, a defensive game. It wasn't as entertaining, I think, as some people thought. I thought, I mean, to me, Joe Burrow, a little bit of the magic ran out. I mean, the Super Bowl record, seven sacks, and he just didn't have some of that, uh, I guess, escapability magic play in him uh, this Sunday, which I think a lot of people saw coming with the Rams, you know, Aaron Donald and Floyd and Von Miller, and it just, it, it kind of caught up to him, honestly, so. Yeah, tough to play your best when you're eating the turf that many times during <laughs> the game. Yeah, and then I don't know if you saw the little ankle play there, too, after that, that was not good. Or yeah, game. and both quarterbacks went down there uh, yeah. for a moment, so, uh, but glad to see they were both back on the field. Uh, you know, fun to watch a celebration. Congratulations to those uh, the L.A. Rams. Um, you know, Sean McVay is doing a great job there. I think I heard on the uh, radio this morning, five years he's been to the playoffs three or four times, uh, obviously to the Super Bowl um, twice now and got his first win. So congratulations to those L.A. Rams fans out there. Yeah, because I think McVay, the further you go in that kind of territory, you get into that Andy Reid territory, or early Andy Reid, where he just kept winning but couldn't take care of the big game, and it's nice to get that off his back uh, earlier in his career than 
Andy Reid did, but I mean, I think there's a couple key moments in the game. I mean, the first, literally the first drive. I mean, what it, I get that you're trying to uh, strike while the iron's hot, I guess, but I mean, going for it on fourth down in midfield and basically giving the Rams seven points right off the bat. I mean, you could pretty much make an argument that that was that was the deciding point of the game right there. <laughs> yeah, it could have been gutsy call, uh, but just think we could be talking something totally different if it played out. Uh, if they, if they go for it and get it. So, you know, that, that's a call you make early in the game. I kind of liked it, even though it uh, was went a little bit against them. Um, but, hey, the Rams were built for this moment. So they spent the money, gave up some draft picks. So, you know, kudos to them. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. It was good to see them do it. Definitely a little buzz from what I could tell, at least out in L.A., maybe not around here with none of the local teams, no Tom Brady love for the people that last year still thought Tom Brady was still on their Patriots team and were just kind of rooting for Brady through that window. Um, but it was good. Super Bowl is always fun. It's always a, a, a nice mid-winter, uh, I guess, getaway. But uh, now baseball needs to just stop messing around and get it together because now it's baseball season, but it's not. So we got to figure that out. Yeah, just to backtrack on your comment there, you know, the Tom Brady love when he was in Tampa. So can the Detroit Lions fans count this as kind of a Super Bowl win for them since Matthew Stafford's in there now? Yeah, why not? We'll just share the love with the, the Lions because that's as close as they're going to get to the Super Bowl in the next 20 years. Maybe but longer. Maybe longer. I mean, who knows? <laughs> um, but to backtrack a little bit on your uh, on your halftime show comment, I mean, I was, a little, I was kind of pumped going into it with the... Uh, the lineup that was there, I was ready for, uh, you know, I had my gin and juice ready to go for the for the event, and uh, I thought it started off pretty good, and then it kind of went down this, like, weird path. I would have liked some more Snoop. I wanted more Snoop than that. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think the hype leading into it was, uh, was a little more, uh, maybe, than it should have been. I thought the halftime show was great. Um, you know, as I said, coming in there with the uh, expectations, you know, maybe it was a little bit of a letdown, but... Uh, I, I think to get that group of people together, you know, for my generation, uh, that's the kind of stuff that I listen to coming out uh, for basketball games and, and football games and, and the likes when I was in high school and college. So, you know, the hype music was great. Um, you know, I, I, I saw a lot of comments on social media, though, and I, I think it really shows how the world is divided. Uh, you know, there's people that love what they love and, and disrespect other things. Uh, so hopefully everybody... Uh, understood where where that program was coming from and I think it was a great opportunity and voice for where the world's at today yeah yeah and uh, it seems to be the trend now you can never just have sports it's sports and politics and everything else getting wrapped up into one and just another prime example of of that and maybe it's good maybe it's bad but uh, there's always seems to be a conversation that uh, intertwines the two these days so I don't really know what to make of it <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what one thing I was very disappointed with though was the commercials usually the Super Bowl is is a time for, you know, you said before the game, seven million, I think it was, for a 30-second ad. The commercials were weak at best. Uh, I, I will say the worst commercial that I saw, and I don't know if you saw it or not, uh, but there was literally a commercial for 30 seconds where there was just a QR code that was rotating through the screen, and every time it touched the corner of your screen, it changed colors. I don't even know what that ad was about. <laughs> crypto, baby, crypto. Coin, I think it was Coinbase. See, that was one of those ones where, like, I agree, I thought it was a completely ridiculous uh, commercial. And I didn't even really catch on that it was a QR code until, like, four people that I was with went up to the screen and scanned the QR code. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, that's literally the market they're going for. But if you're going to spend uh, mucho dinero on an ad like that, I thought it was a little uh, puzzling, I guess. 
So. Yeah, I, I could tell. What was the company name? Coin something? I think it was Coinbase. Was that Coinbase. One? Well, Coinbase can send some of that seven million my way, and I can help you spend it. Yeah, it was uh, it was odd. There was a couple of commercials that you know everybody kind of got the reaction of the, the I don't know the electric dog one where the dog like passes out like mid jump and then the guy brings him back to life. There's a lot of electric car commercials. I did notice that. I don't know yeah, if you, yeah. That. The commercials were definitely uh, you know as I said weak at best. Um, so we'll look forward to next year's Super Bowl. Pringle Isles, one more the Pringle one. I don't know why that I was cracking me up with the dude with the Pringle can on his hand. Yeah, that was a good one. I think that I was at the point of the thing where I was a few few deep at that point, so maybe that's why. Uh... That must have been on after the gin and juice. Yeah, that was after the gin and juice. <laughs> but uh, that was a nice uh, nice wrap up to the season. We'll see what happens now. Obviously, we'll slowly move into the off season and all the moves. And uh, if Aaron Donald's going to retire, if Tom Brady's actually really retired, and that'll all be fun stuff. But we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, I um, think I heard Brady's coming back to the Patriots. Yeah, he'll come back like the last four weeks of the season. He'll pull like a Roger Clemens and just come back to the playoffs, basically. But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the weekend there. It was your birthday weekend, Denny? I don't know if you had any fun for your birthday this weekend. Uh, yeah, my family dominated my birthday, but you know that's what it's that's what it's all about. Uh, my two daughters made uh, made some dessert for me, and we enjoyed it. Um, you know, and then other than that, we we're uh, taxi cabbing them around to all their events. So what a way to celebrate with the family! Can't beat it. Can't beat it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, moving on from our uh, our little banter aspect of our, our podcast here into some section related news. Uh, I know we have our rules workshop tomorrow with uh, with you and John Coalition, uh, Denny. But we also have some other workshops over the next few weeks here. I don't know if you want to highlight any of those. Yeah, so uh, as many of our PGA members know, the MSR cycle ends in June. So we got plenty of educational workshops uh, or a few left here uh, this winter. You also have the USGA PGA rules workshops coming to Hartford. I believe there are still a couple spots left for that. Um, valuable credits there, 24 over the three days. And obviously some valuable information shared there, but uh, as you alluded to, John and I are going to cover the rules, some course setup, course marking. Uh, I know there were some rules and fractions that happened this week or penalties at the waste management. So those are going to be kind of in the forefront of our topics. Uh, that's February 15th, which is tomorrow. Next week, we on February 22nd, welcome back Brian Bain. Going to continue some junior league conversations. And then on March 1st, uh, in my opinion, the best workshop we have going on this winter is be a value to your facility. Uh, we're going to discuss the employment issues that are going on currently here in the section, but nationwide with the PGA. And we'll also talk, um, you know, getting involved with your club and with the section and a lot, a lot of other topics, too, that will be discussed. That's going to be a panel with uh, Andrew Campbell, Ian Marshall, and we're welcoming Jonathan Gold, who is a, a regional employment consultant. So uh, looking forward to that one. Hopefully attendance will be great for that. Remaining busy in the winter. Uh, different kind of busy as we like to look at it, but uh, still busy, still providing some things to the membership and uh, good stuff. I also, uh, I'm sure some of you who uh, are our members, I guess, who received the e-update, uh, we are going to try to do a virtual job fair sometime in early March. 
Uh, we'll probably set it up in some type of Google Meet, uh, Zoom kind of platform, do some recruiting of the sports management kids in the area uh, and everybody else that we have in our contact database and just provide an avenue for clubs or golf professionals as individuals, whoever. There's a lot of hiring needs, as we all know, and uh, just try to help help the cause in any way we can. So uh, if you are a club or a golf professional who is interested in partaking in that event, certainly reach out to any of us here here at the section office and we can provide further details and we should have a date uh, for that sometime within the next week or so. So another event that we have on the docket there, Denny. Yeah, that should be good. And again, that's for uh, any positions at facilities, right? That's We're going to kind of invite clubs. doesn't have to be specific to golf. could be uh, your maintenance crew, food and beverage crew. So we look forward to getting that off and running and, and growing it as we move into the future. Yes, exactly. Keeping it going here, doing some things. If anybody has any ideas on that, certainly reach out to us there. Because again, we are thinking that virtual is the best option to get the most people for this year. Uh, and we are working through working through those details. Uh, another thing that uh, I think went out, at least on my end, on the junior side, I sent the official junior golf schedule out this, uh, this past weekend. It was pretty much done for the last month or so, but we had some loose ends to tie up. We uh, entertained a potential shuffle around of some days, but weren't able to make that happen. So the junior golf schedule is rocking and rolling. We're gonna go live with it as far as registration on March 1st uh, for the junior tour events. PGA Junior League is our already open, Drive to Putt is already open, so even though there's snow on the ground, uh, I think everybody's starting to get that feel of spring and golf is golf is in the air, so it's exciting stuff going on. Yeah, we had that spring-like weather a few days ago, and then somehow this white snow came back, but uh, yeah, right around the corner we'll be starting the season. On the professional side, the schedule uh, is up on the website. Uh, registration's going to open up here on March 1st for some of our bigger events. Uh, to include the senior open um, so look forward to seeing everybody out there soon uh, obviously as i said we got some educational events for you to catch up on msrs first uh, but look forward to seeing you on the links here in the near future rocking and rolling denny we're almost there almost there you can feel it yeah you can feel it in the air the saturday... ready to get out of this space oh yeah the saturday was a tease well listen I, I i spent thursday and friday down where it was a little warmer i was down in atlanta uh, with Tom and Bob Sparks, Phil Crick. Um, we were down there for the Super Regional uh, meeting with the three candidates that are running for National Secretary. Man, three phenomenal candidates. Presentations were great. Uh, very interesting for me, my first trip to one of those. I've been a part of a, an election at uh, when Susie was elected as the Secretary of the PGA. That was pretty neat to experience, but to see kind of the behind the scenes stuff that goes on um, with the candidates, but also with the section officers that are traveling there who are going to uh, cast their vote in November. Uh, it was pretty cool to see, and a lot, a lot of work goes into it. Um, you know, three, as I said, three great candidates, Tony Martinez out of Northern Texas, um, Nathan Carnes out of uh, the Gateway section, uh, Dan Pasternak out of New Jersey. Um, again, all, all three guys, uh, great in front of the mic, uh, I think are gonna represent the PGA, whichever one is elected. All of them have served on the board in some capacity. Uh, so Bob and Howie and Phil have their work cut out. You know, look forward to being a part of that in November. I think uh, I think you're gonna make that trip out there for your first meeting. 
Yeah, we're trying to get me out there. That's the, that's the word on the street is that I'll be going out to Arizona, which will be fun times. Uh, you know, you guys have kind of gone out the last few years. They've, they've done it. So it uh, certainly would be a new experience and a, a good experience for me, especially in an election year to kind of see that all go down. I mean, last time we had the election, uh, it was virtual, I believe, because I remember watching yeah. that. We, yeah. we set up the screen downstairs, but crazy to see, you know, the back inner workings and people calling about the votes. I mean, just, just seeing it from, uh, you know, here in our office was wild. I can't imagine being, you know, out there in the middle of it and, and going through all that, but it's good that everybody kind of got the, a little preview to that, like you said, uh, last week down in Atlanta. And uh, I think it'll be, it seems, you know, from the, the rumblings on the street, a pretty closely contested race uh, here in the early going. Yeah, should be good to see how it plays out. Well, I think that's uh, about all we got today, Danny, in our first episode. Sounds good. Sun's shining. Yeah, maybe we'll go hit some balls today, see if we can bounce them around in the snow. Yeah, exactly. As always, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, our social media account. We have our new Instagram up for Bunker Banter. Uh, as we get in the swing of things, we're going to do some uh, some visual components so you guys can see our wonderful smiling faces on these podcasts. Uh, but for now, just all audio, Apple Podcasts, Instagram. Catch you next time on Bunker Banter.